0: Public health concerns are plaguing our world's communities. From Covid-19 to type 2 diabetes, health-related issues are becoming more prevalent in countries worldwide. In fact, nearly 2 million people around the world have type 2 diabetes. Of those, almost 8 million individuals are not aware that they have type 2 diabetes. Nevertheless, this intensifying public health issue can wreak havoc on the body's systems, from hearing loss to mental anxiety. As one of the most poorly understood treated illnesses, type 2 diabetes is more than just abnormal blood sugar control. Rather, it's a progressive disorder with long-term, severely detrimental impacts on the body. Moreover, type 2 diabetes is the leading cause of blindness, amputations and kidney failures, making it more important than ever to access proper treatment and care procedures. My name is David and today you're joining us for the Reading Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Sarah Kushkiri. Hi Sarah, right? Hi David. So would you be able to tell us a bit more about your background and your research?
1: So I am a medical doctor by profession uh, but after finishing off my medical training I was fortunate enough to land a full-time lecturing post with Faculty of Medicine and Surgery. That's where my research kind of started. Prior to that, I had already done a postgraduate diploma and masters in diabetes with Cardiff University. So it was very clear that for my PhD, it has to be on the subject of diabetes. We lacked, at the time, evidence-based data on the Maltese health with special interest on diabetes. So basically, the last was called a prevalent study. It's mm-hmm. a study which is uh, like a snapshot of uh, that particular period of time. Uh, we hadn't had any such studies since 1981. Oh, let's see. That was you know, quite <laughs> quite a long time. Ago. Yeah, so from 81 from eight till 2014, 15, which was the time um, we're talking about when I started my PhD. Obviously, a long time have passed. A lot of things have happened. You know, cultural changes, ah, social changes, social economic. Uh, exactly. So all our data was kind of old. So it was time to update our data, and that is where, you know, my PhD kind of title evolved from.
0: So from 1981 to 2015, that's like almost 30 years. Yeah, so 35 years. Would you say our health has, like, the Maltese people's health has improved from 1981
1: to 2015, or do we um, still have a long way to go? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a graph, it's actually on the incline. Uh, As in worse incline. It's how like diabetes prevalence increased, so the amount of people having diabetes increased. Um, The amount of people with hypertension increased. The amount of people with overweight and obesity status increased.
0: So we still have a long way to go to improve our national health.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's not an easy job there's a lot of different factors which actually point to why we're in in this situation is there's genetic element which unfortunately doesn't really help Um, if you have a genetic predisposition in your family that you have diabetes or obesity it is very difficult to not get the disease or we can control it if you kind of you know pay attention Uh, but you're more susceptible then again, unfortunately, we are living in a westernized diet, and even our environment is not really helping. Uh, if you go out in in a in community, you'll find like every corner you can find a confectionery or pastitsi. You know, I'm not saying they are bad, but no, if you take them on a, <laughs> on a on you know, a regular basis, unfortunately, some people don't afford to to buy healthy food because their means, you know, it's low means. So although we say yes, you need to eat a lot of vegetable and fruit, if you, you are not you know, financially capable to buy every day, you know, for that amount for your family, you're going to resort to high fat saturated food. Which is which cheaper. Which I mean, is cheaper. Exactly. So, so that's going to increase obviously the problem.
0: So let's jump straight into, you know, uh, the more technical questions. How is type 2 diabetes different from other types of diabetes?
1: Well, the basis is, is almost always the same. So okay. there is uh, a problem with glucose regulation. Uh, type 2 diabetes was usually um, linked to elderly. Although from my study, um, we actually found newly diagnosed diabetics from 30 years of age okay. among the female population. And they didn't really know that they had diabetes. So they didn't really come for the health examination we were offering uh, free of charge, they wouldn't have known because in the initial stages it is silent. Okay. Because what happens is your pancreas isn't secreting enough insulin to compensate for the amount of sugar in your body. Okay. That is in a simple term what happens in diabetes. Um, It is only when it's very kind of severe that you have no kind of enough insulin to balance out the glucose that you get symptoms. When the, the what you call ish, uh-huh. so it eats the organs, so start affecting your eyesight, your um, heart, your nerves,
0: your uh, your limbs.
1: Uh, your limbs, yeah, but that's, that's uh, Yeah, so it's only very light, late stage that you actually get any symptoms. so and by
0: that point, it's too late. Exactly,
1: eh? you can't really do anything. And before actually the full blown diabetes, you have a pre-diabetic state okay. where your sugar levels isn't too high to be labeled as diabetic, but it's not normal. So that is the kind of the group, subpopulation population ideally we target because if we target those population and they regulate their blood glucose most likely a large percentage do not go to full-blown type 2 diabetes and that is obviously uh, um, very beneficial not just for the person but for the economy of the of the nation health services because obviously uh, people who get really sick we have to go to to the hospital Uh and that's you know incur costs and human resources um, although obviously something that we need to point out that not everyone who has uh, diabetes means that they had the pre-diabetic stage. but some people will shift from normal to full-blown.
0: Okay, so there's like a full jump. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a, there's a percentage who actually jump immediately, so you can't really um, predict it. Predict it. it? No.
0: But like if you've if you've been identified that you have pre-diabetes at that point at that stage, sorry, it's still controllable.
1: Yes. Okay. Just by, by lifestyles, most likely.
0: Well, uh, that's some good news. Isn't yeah. It?
1: Some people actually take medicines, but uh, it all depends on the physicians who's taking care of them. But ideal first lifestyle, if you manage to control it, very good. Just keep on going. Like, so check regularly and you might have you know, saved yourself from a big hurdle, you know. So you
0: mentioned insulin earlier. Uh, could you tell us what's insulin exactly? What is it responsible for?
1: So insulin is a hormone. Okay. Which is secreted by the pancreas in Maltyselfricia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this job is basically being produced out of the pancreas when there is a sugar rush. So when you eat, um, the insulin will be released. And this job is to kind of transport the glucose, the sugar, within the blood to different organs, to muscle, the fat cells, to liver, and and obviously we need that sugar us to function without sugar we do not function so our body won't function our brain won't function our heart won't function you know the problem is when there's uh, this insulin do not work as it should okay. so the in the blood you'll have a lot of the of, of uh, sugar which is kind of not being stored appropriately not being used appropriately and that is what causes the problem all right because then your the body won't be able to know like what's going to do with that sugar and then start to deposit in the wrong organs and start doing, you know, bad things. It's like you have an overload of sugar. Yeah, exactly.
0: And is there a difference b- between, say, processed sugar in, say, found in canned foods and whatever versus natural sugars found in fruit? When
1: natural sugar is, is easier for the body to break down because it's in simple format and uh, easier to kind of. Uh, not get rid of it but to, to get processed when it's refined or or intense it's being modified by the humans I so see. it's very difficult to um to kind of be broken down so you need more insulin more more process from the body so if you have a, a disease mm. it's going going to give like a shock to your body if you take a lot of of this food because it needs to work harder kind
0: okay, of. it's going to be harder it, to process in things. a nutshell
1: yeah. it's a long process but of to course. make it uh, simple you know
0: <laughs> well all right so why has the prevalence of type two diabetes in Malta grown so much in the past decades?
1: It's not just genetics. I was telling you, mm-hmm. because it usually it's been labelled, you know, it's a genetic problem. If your mother had it, that you're going to have it. But now um, I would say, especially from the studies that that came out from from my study, that uh, the environment and our lives actually is. Uh, impinging on on this, this problem um, um, because, you know, we like to sit down and do nothing. Even children, they are more likely to play on, you know, on their phones, on their, phones, on their tablets. So that's making the, the children stay at home, more sedentary, so uh, increasing weight. Because obviously they eat, and, more, more, and there are studies that when you are sitting down and like watching the TV for a long period of time, and you're eating, your your brain won't tell you you have eaten enough. Oh, you're you're just fed just up. Boring. You just continue. You know, it's a, like a, a mechanic, you know, process. Eat, eat, eat. Mm. Another problem, um, if we want to kind of pinpoint it, is that the mother who's pregnant, what she does during her pregnancy will affect the child up to adulthood. Biologically, you mean? It'll yeah. affect. If the mother has an increase in weight or she eating a lot of, you know, not so good, not so healthy food, um, it's been found that the child will develop obesity, even type two diabetes early on. And will affect obviously the adulthood of the unborn child. So it is very important. If we're going to do something, it starts from the very beginning. From preconception, the mother is fit hope, you know, ideally, uh-huh. uh, during pregnancy, the mother is fit again. So there's no gestational diabetes, basically diabetes developed during pregnancy. It doesn't mean it develops because she did something wrong, but there are some people who, of course, will get the disease.
0: Uh-huh, they're genetically predisposed uh, yeah. to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's it's not really there for it, is it? But it's very important during the pregnancy. The mother does her utmost to be as healthy as possible, because whatever she does, Will be transmitted to her child and if the child has you know in in uterus or in in, in the tummy uh, has been exposed to a lot of sugar a lot of fat etc there's a higher predisposition that during his childhood or her childhood and adulthood he or she will be obese and most likely get diabetes so It's a cycle. That's insane. I I (laughs) had no idea
0: that, you know, the effects could be so, you know, could start from so early on. I I was going to say that even like, if as a child, you're used to sitting down and watching telly and eating, then these habits, they're more like sticking to adulthood. Well, that's incredible. So how might we reshape our lifestyles to avoid certain health complications?
1: I think uh, this needs to be a gradual thing. It's not, you know, I wake up in the morning, say, listen, Um, you need to increase your uh, uh, exercise, you need to eat healthy. Because there's a lot of different factors which actually are impinging on this. You know, as we said a few minutes ago, um, uh, if the family is not financially capable to sustain a healthy diet, it's not really the child's fault, is it? It's not (laughs) even the, the, the mother or father's fault, in a way. Because if they are not financially capable to buy, you know, for a whole week of vegetable fruits and you know lean meats and you know fish which is we know it's quite expensive
0: which is ironic that fish is so expensive
1: yeah because we're in an <laughs> island etc yeah i mean they're how can they change their dietary they know what they should do but they are not financially capable i was once in a talk you know giving a, a talk on obesity etc and uh, an elderly couple came talk to me after the, the talk and they're like we understand we fully agree with you but with our pension we cannot afford.
0: I mean this this is it's quite sad when you think about it that people know what's what's healthy for them but because of economic reasons it's hard to actually implement them perhaps we should consider on a national level that healthy food is subsidized for instance or? different
1: countries have been taking different initiatives yes there have been countries who have given in, um, like vouchers to these socio-economic kind of low socio-economic uh, families to help them to go and buy more fruit and vegetables so they are like subsidized because they have a voucher some people have introduced different uh, taxes like sugar tax okay um, uh, which will kind of if you are buying food and drinks that have a high sugar level, you're going to be kind of taxed, so it's more expensive. So you kind of think back. Uh, so water is let's say one euro. I'm mm-hmm. inventing right now. The uh, whatever soft drink with high sugar level is three euro. Okay. So you know if I, you know I have two euros in my pocket, so, you no, know, let's go with water rather than you know. Um, so different. Uh, governments, different countries, have taken different uh, approaches. Uh, this is not something me kind of saying this. This is, is a multi-sectorial issue. So, I mean, there are strategies that have been implemented, but then again there are other factors that will uh, kind of impinge on it. Not just the, the, at the individual level, at a community level, at population level. So it's a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. This, we can't just, you know, flip Snap, off. Yeah, and we just change it. But so it needs to be slowly, slowly ingrained in our society, Mm -hmm. because if someone is, you know, we are celebrating something, it's customary that we do a lot of food. Uh It's cultural. You know, to change that culture, it's difficult, but, you know, preaching today, tomorrow and doing measures that will actually, you know, limit maybe the amount of things you do on a particular occasion, by time, we get there.
0: What are some (laughs) common misconceptions which people have when they talk about type 2 diabetes?
1: it's a a disease of the old i feel nothing so i will not go and check and that is totally rubbish sorry for saying so a reason being from just my you know humble study the females i found a percentage who had type 2 diabetes from a young age from 30 years while the same age group the males had impaired fasting glucose so it's the pre-diabetic state i see so they didn't know about this they didn't feel anything so you know if they didn't return up for this um, health examination survey wouldn't have never known about it you know 10 years down the line "Iara," you know i have symptoms so it's uh, a silent disease up to the the very last so the misconception is i don't feel anything. why should i go and check in such a high prevalent country like we are, you know, this should be not because I feel something I go to the doctor, but you should go, you know, on a regular basis, like, listen, you know, do a healthy checkup. Uh-huh. it doesn't cost much but you might be safeguarding yourself from a lot of different uh, complications and conditions
0: of course if you know about it you can address it if yeah. you don't know about it you're going to you
1: the know. other attitude is you know uh, I don't want to know anything if it comes it comes kind of uh-huh. there's a lot of this attitude you know, unless I feel anything I don't really want to know which is you know, very wrong uh-huh. of
0: course I mean my my grandfather used to have this mentality of like oh you know if I don't not if I don't feel anything uh if i go the doctor will find something for sure if i don't go then you know he's not going to find anything uh which which is a shame really it is um so what are some changes that we might make into our daily lives what would you recommend so we can you know
1: you know ideally i mean we kind of dedicate at least (coughs) a small amount of time to just you know either go for a walk Um, You know, if you live in a condensed urban area, tell me, no. I go out for pollution, etc. But, you know, if you are, if you can, even just go around the block, you know, uh, just to to move or going up and down the stairs, if you have stairs, Mm -hmm. just to move. You know, ideally, the guidelines say that you have to do 150 minutes of exercise at least three times a week. Okay. Uh, not everyone can afford that because you know we're busy with work, etc. But you need to make an effort.
0: Health should be a priority.
1: Exactly, and obviously eating, you know, try as much as possible. You know, if you can afford it, you know, go for a healthier option. I'm not saying you know don't never eat any anything which is you know claim is unhealthy. You know, mm-hmm. once in a while, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's the daily, daily food consumption which is the problem. And you know, if you. you know, if you you know, <laughs> de, add something or you know had a, a an occasion to kind of overeat, and the next day try to you know limit and maybe and go for a you know a longer walk or you know try to do something to at least compensate for what you've done. You know, I mean.
0: I I'm assume I assume as well that like we should limit the amount of portions. That the amount should
1: be smaller. Ideally, you have uh, frequent meals which are in, in a small quantities rather than one large meal at, uh, at the end of the day. Reason being, you just starved your body uh, for, let's say, 12 hours because you, you didn't eat anything. Then you've eaten a, lo- a very large portion. Your body says, oh yes, food is here. You know, let's store everything as fat <laughs> because he's going to starve us for another 12 hours. And that's the wrong kind of the body doesn't want that he wants to have you know frequent meals as much as possible healthy ideally uh-huh. you know not it every time obviously <laughs> and uh, and small portions so we don't feel starved and then you open the fridge and you know you raid it with whatever you find you know so that's the ideal situation and then if, you know you, it's not ideal for everyone because we have to be realistic not everyone has the the time or the means of if someone is working, let's say, in an office and or in our factory, you can't really stop every two hours to eat. And then you try to compensate, but...
0: Well, I mean, maybe we should. I mean, start considering that even in the workplace, like we should be giving our health and well-being a priority
1: there are workplaces actually doing that you know there are workplaces that are uh, actually incorporating like a free pass to the gym as part of their package or they have a small gym with their workplace you know there are private companies who actually um uh, offer this to their employees which is very good uh, so they promote it but you know not everyone is the same so i mean
0: hopefully eventually down the line this will be the norm rather than, than the exception
1: well, if we put our minds to it we can do anything you know Six months ago, we didn't really know what you know COVID is. What is a mask? All of <laughs> a sudden, now it's become a norm that if you go out, you need to wear a mask. So, you know, this can be uh, like a learning experience. We can, you know, adapt to a new normality. Why can't we put, you know, health, you know, other healthy issues as a, a new normality?
0: I mean, I, I'm glad that you mentioned COVID. I, I wanted to ask. So, given that you know now people are limiting the amount of times they go out. Um, what su- What suggestions do you have for people who are suffering from you know diabetes or trying to be healthier? How can they you know address these changes while um, you know dealing with COVID? So, for instance, you suggested exercise, but if people are limiting the amount of times they go out, maybe that's a bit difficult for them. Uh, what can they do?
1: Well, there have been programs on on TV just to for you know keeping fit. Um, uh, so and even if you go on the internet, you know you can uh, go on on videos and see different exercises you can actually do at home. But that is that is one option. Yeah, we're small as an island, but if you can drive, you can go to a bit of a remote place, you know, around the sea. You know, walk, you know, maybe not, you know, in Slim Afront, <laughs> but you find places or go to a valley if, if the weather permits. You know, it doesn't have to be every day, but if you just make it once a week, uh, making an effort to try to find a bit of a remote, uh, you know, place, uh, obviously take the mask with you. So if people just are approaching, you just put it on. And um, uh, swimming, although now obviously, you know, winter, coming. winter is coming. Um, but if a person wants to do something, that I even learned that's why I was doing the the, the field work, they will do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're determined, you want to, to do something, you will do it. Irrelevant if there's COVID or rain or whatever it all boils down on the initiative, on the persistence of the person and understanding the importance behind it. Because if it be, well, if I go walk, you know, I can pull a <laughs> hamstring, I'll end up with arthritis in the knee because I'm going up and down. And I, you know, that's not yeah. the attitude. No. I fortunately there is a lot of people that are like that. And hopefully, you know, with a lot of preaching, especially from the young generation, we change the mentality, uh, but you know, well,
0: not just preaching, I think even leading by example. Yeah. Ideally. I mean I, I, I agree with you. I think that if people put their minds to it and we want to make our health a priority, then we will find a way to do it. Um when it comes to addressing the problem, um how might we make individuals more aware of type two diabetes early on in life, you know?
1: On a general note I think people know it's there is just reluctant to do anything or, you know, finding a bit of hurdles around the way and say, mm, you know, it's difficult. Um, but starting from a young age, from you know, kindergarten, primary, if it needs to be, just, you know, bringing attention to the children, is, this is a problem. Because once you've ingrained it in, in, in the new generation, hopefully as they become new adults and they start their own families, they, it's part of their, you know, culture or their, you know, mentality that you need to do some you know, certain things. So, you know, for the good of a long term, healthy adulthood or whatever, you know, um, as I said, during prenatal period, it's very, very important, especially during those classes, you know, that uh, pregnant women go that, you know, I'm sure they, they do so Then the midwives will, you know, preach this and be careful, etc, etc, because it will affect your unborn child. So I think those should be the, the main focus, obviously. Those who already reach certain age doesn't mean that, you know, they can't do anything. But education alone is not enough. You know, there's a lot of um, campaigns going on, you know, the Directorate of health promotion and other entities do a lot of promotion on, on these issues. Uh, it has to target now society and the culture and the infrastructure, you know, having more green areas where people actually go and, you know... Um, they have to have the space to actually... Yeah or uh, infrastructure for bikes, to use bikes, which is safe, yes. not in the middle of, you know, <laughs> of a road. Oh, it needs to be from a culture, social environment as well than just preaching. Listen, it's very important to be healthy, blah, blah. blah. You know, it's, it's a complex um, disease, a complex situation. As I said before, it's a multi-sectorial um, approach which is required. So. Everyone needs to be involved as a united body to move forward.
0: That's, that's perfectly true. I mean, I think, though, we can agree that it starts from the individual. Yeah. Like, we have yeah. to be willing to say, listen, I'm going to make my health a priority. And if that means waking up an hour earlier to go for a jog, then, you know, so be it. i want to push myself to do it. Well, do you have any final comments you'd like to make to our listeners, uh, Dr. Kushkiri
1: we are all humans everyone can get a disease it's very very important even if you don't feel anything even if you're still young you know by going and having a a chat with your doctor you know um it's important to kind of do regular checkups regular means six months every six months uh, you know or one year the more younger generation just to make sure that you are healthy and there is any underlying cause it's better to know before than too late. I think that's the the main aim because obviously um, our environment isn't helping us, our genetics are not helping us, so we need to um, take action when we are asymptomatic, as you say, in medicine, we not feeling anything, rather than I feel anything, something, because then it might be too late to do any, not to do anything, but to, you know, solve it in a, an appropriate and you know, definitive uh-huh. manner.
0: Prevention is better than cure at yeah. the end of the day. Exactly. Thank you very much, Dr. Shkushkiri.
1: Thank you, David, for the invitation.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to hear the full version of this podcast, uh, feel free to visit um.edu.mt forward slash think.
1: Our theme music is Kawaii Kitsune by Kevin McLoyd, and the song in our music break was Mount Fuji by Time crawler 82